Joe Biden's retreat from Afghanistan keeps falling apart, and all Joe is beginning to show his true colors. The CDC is becoming less concerned about disease and more concerned about power. And the report that China didn't want you to read is actually kind of... Actually, they're kind of happy you're reading it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. I hope you guys had a great weekend. And welcome to Five Days from Friday. Okay, so a lot to cover here. So on Friday, in response to the killing of 13 U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, the Biden administration reported that they performed a drone strike that killed two high-profile ISIS-K terrorists. Initially, it was reported that one was killed. It was found later that, well, theoretically, it was found later that two were killed. According to the AP, quote, U.S. Central Command said the U.S. conducted a drone strike against the Islamic State member in Nagahar, believed to be involved in planning the attacks against the U.S. in Kabul. The strike killed one individual, and the spokesman Navy Captain William Urban said that they knew of no civilian casualties. In an absolute shock to all, no names were released. If you're thinking this might be BS... Uh, that's because the administration would not name the terrorist and of that maybe this might not have happened. You're not the only one, including this guy right here. Retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Brian F. Sullivan told the New York Post, quote, Normally, if they get a high-profile guy, like they like to name him. To keep talking BS about eyes over the horizon. But I think a lot of this is the administration blowing more smoke. They're throwing this up as if the U.S. is reacting in strength and power. So that makes the score something like ISIS 200 U.S. 2. Who are they kidding? If they knew about this, why didn't the drones, why didn't they drone the son of a bitch beforehand? They are flat ass lying to us. Yeah, I guess you could buy that. I mean... If you, if you come to grips with the fact they've been lying for like the last eight months, anything they might see is considered a lie? Well, today's Monday. They still haven't named those terrorists. And now they're saying, well, no, they weren't really high-profile terrorists. They were actually more of planners. So in other words, they basically killed two guys that, you know... All right, they planned a terrorist attack. All right, fantastic. Doesn't really make up for the 13 people that died. On Sunday, the Biden administration launched another drone strike against the terrorist K threat. This time, a missile hit a van carrying a substantial amount of explosives. They believe that these were actually suicide bombers. Um, they believe they had gotten a, a good strike because once the truck was hit, multiple explosions occurred after. And this came almost 36 hours after Biden had said that there's going to be another terror threat and that everyone needed to leave the airport. Reports is, but here's the problem. Reports have it that that bomb actually killed a family of nine, including six children. CENTCOM reported that they're actually investigating this. 
Now, normally, I wouldn't have a problem with this. You, you, you basically stop the terrorist attack. Uh, and there, there could be residual killings. There could be residual damage. And I wouldn't mind this so much if it weren't for the fact that the left condemns even one casualty during a strike. They did this with Israel. Israel may have killed. And now let's be very clear on something. You got to be careful with this type of story because it could be propaganda. It might be lies. Let's face it. Terrorists do lie about this stuff. And we really don't know who was killed. But the reality is, if there were splash damage, which I think there probably were, because terrorists are cowards. They hide in the same places where civilians are located, thinking that the United States will not attack civilians. And by the way, I don't mind killing of civilians if there was good intention by it. If you're trying to stop another terrorist attack, I have no problem with civilians being killed because that's just splash damage. It does happen. But the fact that the left always sits back, like what they do with Israel and Hamas and Hezbollah and the Palestinians, they always say, oh, they killed 20 children. Well, yeah, but we also killed senior terrorist leadership. But they condemn Israel for it. This is what Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Amor do constantly. So this is going to be a time I'm going to hold them to account. Well, you just killed civilians. And there's a joke, there's a meme going around that Joe Biden has killed as many kids as COVID has killed this year. Which, by the way, is true. So it's, it's just, it's just ugly. It's a mess. Um, but, you know, things aren't over. The State Department ordered America, Americans again away from Kabul airport expecting another terrorist attack. That's going to make it real hard for Americans, green card carriers, and uh, Afghanis who were sympathetic to the United States to actually get out of the country. But, you know, I know why this is not a thing. I know because Joe Biden doesn't care. There's a video of Joe Biden on the internet right now where he and his wife, Jill, are at a ceremony where the bodies of 11 of the 13 soldiers killed are being brought back to the homeland. And as the coffins pass, Joe Biden has his hand on his heart and then the coffins pass and he takes his hand on his heart and he starts looking at his watch. Now, this was just like, WTF. What the F are you actually doing here? Are the Golden Girls coming on? Is Murder, She Wrote, is the Murder, She Wrote Marathon going to be on TV soon? I know that that Angela Lansbury is kind of hot, but do you think you could keep your eye off your watch? I never want to hear how good a man Joe Biden is. He doesn't care. He's not empathetic. He's a piece of crap. And by the way, this is one of the reasons why they don't actually film bodies being sent back to America. The military base doesn't like it. They don't want this actually solemn ceremony to be recorded. This is something between the families and the president. But the president, George Bush, didn't do it. Donald Trump didn't do it. 
I, I don't know if Barack Obama ever did it, but they never film it because they don't want it to be a photo op for the president, but he wanted it filmed anyway. And then he pulled that crap. Oh, my Lord. And of course, nobody's talking about it in the media. Fox News is talking about it. Um, Blaze is talking about it. Daily Wire is talking about it. They're making a big stink about it on social media. But this just shows you how much empathy this guy, how much he just doesn't give a damn. Now we're looking at at least 600 Americans. By the way, 600 Americans is the reporting now. It's not even green card carrying Americans. And it definitely, they're not talking about the 6,000 Afghanis who actually helped us during the war there. It's only about Americans, 600 of them. They openly admit now they're, they're yeah, they're not, they're not coming out. We have literally 11 hours before they need to pull out of there. The planes have stopped flying. They're not taking out as many people. And I guarantee you, on Wednesday or Tuesday night, we're going to hear how this was a great victory for the Americans and the Biden administration. But Biden wasn't done. I was really not watching a lot of news this weekend. I watched a little bit of it. I follow a lot of this on Twitter. But Biden doesn't want to talk about Afghanistan at all. This is his goal. This is his goal. He wants everyone to forget about Afghanistan and then watch his polls rise. That's what he wants done. I don't know where he thinks anything is going well. Did you folks hear that the barrel has a barrel of oil has raised 10%? What does that mean? It means by next week you're going to be paying 10% more for gasoline. You could be looking at, I don't think they'll raise it that quickly, but you're looking at between 10 and 20 cents up on gasoline. Absolutely incredible. So I, I don't know how he thinks his popularity is going to go up. But he was he was giving a speech on Sunday about uh, Hurricane Ida, which is turning into an absolute disaster, a 12 to 15 foot storm surge. Already half of New Orleans is in water. The good news is that the uh, levees appear to have held. So a lot of these neighborhoods were evacuated, but it's going to be billions of dollars in damage. Okay, and then we can hear about climate change again, which has nothing to do with it since Katrina came at exactly the same time 14 years ago or 13 years ago. So he was then, well, he opened it up to a question, even though he was instructed not to do so because the president has to take instructions. And he was asked about Afghanistan, and what did he do? I'm not answering about Evigazin's in. And uh, goodbye. Turns it back and walked away. Listen. Commissioner, I, I really think it all works. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. Mr. President, on Afghanistan? I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. Can you say if there's still an okay. acute risk? Okay, so there is President Biden there at FEMA headquarters in D.C. Uh, you thought I was kidding about the Afghanistan. No, did you? I, I, I mean... He actually didn't pronounce Afghanistan correctly. Now, normally this is not a big deal. It's a slip of the tongue. I always mispronounce things, and I usually repeat it. But um, never have my my decisions made, killed 13 people and then, well, 13 Americans and 200 to 400 Afghanis. 
and then not be able to pronounce what I did to where I did it. Completely embarrassed. Embarrassing. And then, I, I you didn't see this because it's all audio, but he, then he got lost. He didn't know how to get out of the room. He was trying to figure out where the exit was. And he was looking around until he finally, somebody pointed, you know, waved him on like the puppy he is and brought him out of the, out of the room. This guy needs to be out of office. I know he's going to be replaced by Kamala Harris and she might be as bad, if not worse than he is. I don't know how she can be worse. I, I have no idea how she can be worse. But Democrats don't want this because Kamala Harris is terrible. And they already know that she could probably be worse. But Joe Biden has lost all his credibility. He's lost all trust. And he doesn't even look like a functioning human being anymore. Polls have it that only 32% approve of his job in Afghanistan. 86% believe we should have stayed in Afghanistan until everyone was pulled off. Pulled out. And... That's with over 70% believing that we should not have been in Afghanistan. And 538 said that Biden's approval rating is 47.3% with 46.9% disapproving. This is huge. The same number of people who approve, because normally you see, well, yeah, uh, 47% approve. 32% disapprove, and then you got 20-some-odd percent who don't know. Pretty much everyone is standing in one aisle or the other. The kicker with that percentage, the ones that don't approve are actually independents and some moderate Democrats. Joe Biden's in huge trouble, and definitely they're in huge trouble over the, um, over the election next year. I still think within 90 days he will be out of office. No, and by the way, there are no plans to fire anyone with Afghanistan. No, nobody. Probably because the only person you can fire is Joe Biden. And anyone you fire outside of that is just going to be seen as a, a scapegoat. Though General Milley, um, the Secretary of State Blinken, those guys pretty much deserve to be fired. I don't know what's keeping them in line. It doesn't look like there's going to be any consequences for this mess. Now, I know we've talked about bureaucracies. Well, we're going to do it again today. Um, I think it's not a stretch to say that the CDC has embraced the role of making American policy. They've been doing this for over a year. I, th I think we can all agree they really enjoy the power. I mean, they, they enjoy the power. They enjoy the... Uh, the attention they're getting, because the CDC is typically, oh, hey, we've got a case of poison ivy in California. What do we do? They go down, they check it. None of this stuff gets news. But COVID has really put them in the spotlight. Look at Anthony Fauci. The guy can't stay off the television for more than seven minutes. What's great is that this organization is going to be embraced, the CDC, because they're leftist and they're woke. We already know that the CDC has made the law of putting an end to tenants having to pay rent based off the contracts they sign, right? Based off the deals they make. 
And Joe Biden went with it, even though he said it was probably against the law. And the reason he said it was probably against the law is because Brett Kavanaugh, a Supreme Court justice, says that's against the law. You can't do that. You can't stop. Uh, you can't stop tenants from paying rent. That's illegal. Bad news for the CDC and the Biden administration, for that matter. And, of course, bad news for the squatter sponges who don't want to perform their contractually obligated responsibilities. The Supreme Court has ruled this weekend that the law of banning people from collecting rents is illegal and unconstitutional. So I guess folks are going to have to start paying rent again. Damn it, it means I'm going to have to pay my rent today. The CDC, though, is busy being little tyrants. Um, and they want this little tyrannical escapade to keep kid, uh, keep continuing. They've decided it was time to restart their gun research program, which pretty much went out the way about two years ago. And because the CDC has decided it's time to investigate gun violence, the, the gun violence epidemic. Well, here's the thing. I know how you could deal with, and I'm not going to call it gun violence, because guns don't do violence. They're just tools. That's like saying if I cut myself with my steak knife or I stick myself in the thigh with my fork, that's fork violence or knife violence. No, that's me sticking myself. There is no gun violence. It's just violence. And the type of violence, which we're going to talk about in a second, is kind of important. So here's Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, talking to CNN. So this is what she's thinking here. Listen to this. We're going to go over pretty much all of this interview because I thought it was very telling. This is actually a stunning moment that a director of the CDC is even talking about this issue, is even using the word guns. It hasn't happened in years and years. Every day we turn on the news and there are more young people dying. I swore to the president and to this country that I would protect your health. Um, this is clearly one of those moments, one of those issues that is harming America's health. But there's a reason why your predecessors didn't address it. Perhaps. What's stunning is not that the CDC is addressing this, is that why is the CDC addressing this? Guns aren't a disease. The I can't say gun violence, I don't know what, but the use of guns in the deaths or injury of people is not a disease. And we got to, we got to understand this. I, I haven't gotten to this point. I haven't gotten to um, the different ways people die of guns. I'll, I'll wait till the next clip or the clip after, but guns are not a disease. They have nothing to do with it. Guns are inanimate objects. You could sit there and say knives. How about, how about cars? How about explosives? How about poison? There's so many ways people kill people and there are tools or people kill themselves and there are the tools. Guns are just another tool. So the reason it's surprising or stunning that the CDC is looking at this is because guns are not a disease. Gun violence does not transmit like COVID. And there's a reason that past CDC directors did not 
actually want to deal with this is because they knew that this is not this goes beyond the CDC's purview that this is a policy a legal a political discussion and debate this is not a disease or a medical debate but that's not what the CDC and this Walensky Rochelle Walensky wants you to believe Here's the second clip. One recent weekend in Chicago, we had 74 people shot. That same weekend, a party in Florida, five teenagers shot. That same weekend, a man in New York City in Times Square shot in the back, and the list goes on and on, week after week after week. Can anything be done about this? Something has to be done about this. So 40,000 firearm-related deaths a year. 120,000 serious firearm-related injuries per year. The scope of the problem is just bigger than than we're even hearing about. And when your heart wrenches every day, you turn on the news, um, you're only hearing the tip of the iceberg. When you wake up on a Monday morning and you hear all the reports of the children who were shot the previous weekend, as CDC director, what does that feel like to you? That's heavy. It hurts. It It hurt before I was CDC director. I think any American citizen that turns on the news just can't fathom another one of these mass violence issues. Okay, so this is this is what I really want to get into. And I probably could don't even need to play the next um, three clips because of this. But it's that what the CNN reporter is actually giving Walensky examples of is crime. That's public policy. That's legal policy. That's laws. Congress makes the laws. The president signs it into law. The courts enforce enforces the law. The courts go in and determine judgments. That is not a disease. They're trying to make a disease out of this thing they call gun violence, when in fact... There's no such thing as gun violence because guns don't commit violence. People do. Now, there are four different areas that these folks are talking about now. And all four, which they accumulate into gun violence, actually have very different reasons for occurring. And they're not actually gun violence in that big round group they're trying to stick it in so what is that a shooting on a street a gang member kills another gang member which happens in chicago every weekend 70 80 times is this gun violence no it's a crime you are committing a crime mass shootings these are not gun violence this is either a it's a crime first off and it's also mental health problems and by the way most of the mass shooters who are caught there are enough signs that the uh, government did not catch let's look at that shooter from uh, florida who actually killed 16 students at i can't remember the name of his college or the one in uh, connecticut who killed 30 children there were signs these people were not stable And it was the government's failure to see those signs 
and in the case of the kid in Florida, actually say he had a mental health problem, they sold him a gun. Suicide by gun is not gun violence. It's a mental health issue. Again, the gun is only, by the way, with all these, the gun is only the tool. They could use a car. They could use a knife. Suicide is an example. They could use pills. Why don't you solve the mental health crisis of a, a potentially suicidal person and not worry about how he or she is going to kill themselves? Don't worry about that. They don't think about that. Accidental shootings are not gun violence. They're the lack of responsibility of the gun owner. Now there you can sit back. If a gun owner has a gun and for some stupid ass reason he actually shoots the gun while he's cleaning it or some kid gets a hold of a gun and shoots himself or shoots a sibling or someone else, that's the responsibility of the gun owner. Here's the kicker. All of these things mentioned above <coughs> are different, but the left wants to group them as the one collective. That's what they want to do. And the reality is a lot of these things are caused by the left. Why is crime up? Well, we have criminal, we have uh, 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 criminal reform. We have defund the police, let people out of jails, no bail. Well, that rises crime. A lot of crime is by guns. And a lot of, they use tool as grunt, guns. And the other problem there is most of those people, it's already illegal for them to carry a gun because they're already felons. Mass shootings, same thing. Mental health, crime, whatever. But the government we have found has failed a lot in those areas. Suicide is a mental health issue. Now, does the CDC want to look at mental illness? That could be a thing. They could actually do that. But if you're going to sit there and say that, what about the suicide that they use a knife to slit their wrists or they take poison or they OD on heroin, which by the way, the heroin crisis, a lot of times you OD, they're not doing it on purpose. What about that? Why don't you investigate? Why don't you go after cars when someone drives mass shooting, like the mass killings? What about the guys that just drive their cars into groups of people? Shall we investigate that? Maybe you should just investigate the mass killings and not blame it on guns. Accidental shootings, that's just an idiot that doesn't know how to take care of a gun. I'm sorry, I if I have a gun, I am checking to make sure I don't point a gun at myself when I know it's unloaded. Much less clean a gun without checking to see if it's loaded. By the way, that's gun safety 101. Gun safety 101. If you mishandle a gun, even accidentally... In a gun range, they throw you out and ban you forever. I mean, it's really gun safety 101. So I don't feel sorry for anyone who is getting accused of killing their child because he didn't clean the gun or didn't put the gun away in a good spot. So, okay, here's another. Just remember, that's, that's what irritates me about this whole gun thing is this whole put everything into one bowl. I think that's all wrong. So here's the third clip from the interview. 
my job is to understand and evaluate the problem, to understand the scope of the problem, to understand why this happens and what are the things that can make it better, to research that, to scale that up, to evaluate it, and to make sure that we can integrate it into communities. We have a lot of work to do in every single one of those areas because we haven't done a lot of work as a nation in almost any of them. And this time, she wants the CDC to find common ground with gun owners. Let's agree we don't want people to die. Let's just agree there. What can we do to stop people from dying? Okay. Um... A few things here. Uh, understanding crime, mental health, and lack of responsibility of a gun owner is not her job. It's not her job to understand it. And there really is no advice that the CDC could give for this. This is a policy debate between politicians and the people who voted for them. With maybe the Supreme Court and Congress creating laws and regulations. Finally, can we all agree that people shouldn't die? This is a real thing that really gets me here. When she sits there, we can all agree that people shouldn't die. Well, yeah, but they do. So what is your thing? Get rid of guns? What she should have ended, we should all agree that people shouldn't die from being shot. That's what she should say. I would think everybody, yeah, people shouldn't die. Well, we, we do, we do. And we, do, we die from multiple reasons. But when you sit back and you say, we should agree with this, and then we say, yeah, people shouldn't die, then we should get rid of guns because guns kill people. Well, first off, that's a flawed argument simply because guns don't kill people. But that's where it comes down to. When someone sits back and says, can we all agree that someone, we, we shouldn't die, we can't agree to that. But I would even go a step further. I would say, I don't think I am going to agree to that. Because if I agree to that, then you put me in a corner. And if one person dies of, be at the hands of another because of a gun, you're going to sit back and say, well, we got to get rid of guns because you agreed. No one should be able to die. Here's the fourth clip. Let's agree. We don't want people to die. Let's just agree there. What can we do to stop people from dying? Generally, the word gun, for those who are worried about research in this area, is followed by the word control. And that's not what I want to do here. I'm not here about gun control. I'm here about preventing gun violence and gun death. If a gun owner said to you, Dr. Walensky, I'm afraid you want to take away my gun. And my answer to that is come be part of the solution. Come to the table. Join us in the conversation. I don't want you to feel that way, right? I want you to teach me what you have done to make your gun safe. And then I want you to teach everybody else. I think this is probably, and I'm not going to play the fifth because there's actually a fifth line here. Uh, fifth. I'm not going to play that one because it's repetitive. But do you notice she sits back every time you say gun, it always ends in control from the right. Yeah, but every time the left says gun, it's always violence and gun death. So, I, I don't even think she caught what she just said right there, which was asinine. You can't say gun owner 
it's gun death or gun violence, which guns don't do either. I think that's absolutely amazing that she said that. She already, and here's the thing, she already has her solution. Her solution is going to be the best, is do exactly what she wants to do, get rid of guns. And finally, you know, something I can't stand, and they all do, let's have a conversation. In other words, let me tell you what you're going to believe. That's what it is. Uh, Let's have a conversation. Okay, here's the whole thing. Um, The CDC is now trying to put their nose into things that they shouldn't. This is really not a place they should stick their nose into. They're trying, they've been browbeating us about COVID masks and uh, COVID masks and vaccines now for the last year and a half. They want to beat us onto something else. Woke. Uh, Actually, this this isn't even the woke part of it. We haven't even talked about the woke part of it. We're just going to have to get into Japan, uh, China tomorrow, even though nobody's talking about this report that was released on Friday because of the Afghanistan mess, the COVID mess. We definitely are going to talk about it. We may have to, right now they're announcing on television that they have declared that the war in Afghanistan is over. That's awesome, but they're leaving thousands of people there. So we'll see how that works out. But the CDC is trying to stick their nose into woke, politically correct, leftist narratives that they have no business. Gun control is one of them. So you sit back. You hear this? Uh, Gun control doesn't seem like it's woke. It's kind of leftist. It's not really woke. Well, no, because the CDC wants to actually change frickin' language. Uh, The CDC, in order to create a more inclusive and equitable culture, has decided they're going to start changing names. Yes, changing words. Because that's what the CDC is about. So instead of calling someone an inmate, prisoner, convict, ex-convict, offender, you call them people, persons who are incarcerated or detained. Partner, child of an incarcerated person. Persons of pre, in pretrial or with charge. Persons who are formerly incarcerated. Persons on pro, parole or probation. Right? Don't call him a, kim, a, a felon. Call him a person who is formerly on probation. Another thing, this is on their website. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I'm not kidding. I've actually got the article there. So, disability, disabled, differently abled. I don't know what the hell that even means. Afflicted, handicapped, confined to a wheelchair. They say, do this, say this. People with disabilities, a disability. People who are deaf or hard of hearing, who are blind or have low vision. People who have an intellectual or developmental disability. People who use a wheelchair or mobility device. More. This this one I like. This one I like. Um, Drugs and substance abuse. Drug users, addicts, and drug, drug abusers. Alcoholics. Um, persons who relapse, this is what you use. Persons who use drugs, people who inject drugs. What Can I ask you, what's the difference between a drug addict and a person who injects drugs besides it adds eight more words to it? I don't know. 
Person with a substance use disorder. Don't call them an addict. Persons with an alcohol use disorder. Don't call them an alcoholic or an alky. Person in recovery from substance use or alcohol disorder. How about a person who's recovering? Person, uh, uh, persons who return to use. How about I had a relapse? What, what exactly is in there that is just so out of the, so out of the norm here that we now have to change the language? Here's another one. Here's another great one. Um, homelessness. Homeless people, the homeless. Transient populations. It, don't use those words. How about bums? How about hobos? That's what I use. Look at all the freaking bums sitting out. I use that all the time. People experiencing homelessness. Okay, um, what's the difference between people experiencing homelessness and there's a homeless guy over there? Persons experiencing... Yeah, I love this one. People, persons experiencing unstable housing, housing insecurity, persons who are not securely housed... People experiencing unsheltered homelessness. Clients, guests who are accessing homeless services. I'm sorry, I personally like bums. I, I don't know. I just say, you, hey, a bum. You're you're 27 years old. You're live. You're homeless. You're a bum. You're a bum. Get a freaking job and fix your life. And there are a lot of them out there. I'm not going to start changing language. And this is what we need to do. Stop changing languages. Now, this is really important to me. I spent a lot of time on this. I spent almost 20 minutes on this whole thing. Why am I talking about it? This is an example of what's wrong with this country. Bureaucracies such as the CDC, the EPA, the IRS are now trying to create public policy. And they're really stepping outside their lines. Our federal government has created, over the last 120 years or so, a monster with these bureaucracies. And the government has weakened itself in the same stroke. They are bypassing Congress. They're bypassing the executive branches. They still have a tougher time getting through the courts. But as the courts become more radicalized, they're actually getting, they're doing well. They're getting through. There's a book um, that Mark Levin wrote, fantastic book, was released about, I'd say, eight, nine, no, it must have been six, seven years ago, called The Liberty Amendments. In it, he said that no bureaucracy should be placed as a permanent institution. For example, the EPA, which has been around since Nixon, should not still be around or should be questioned. They implement these bureaucracies when they're needed and then... Once their value has waned, Congress decides whether they keep them or disband them. And with the Liberty Amendments, he says, about five years. Bureaucracy in life today, where they don't, like the EPA is not going anywhere. It should. It should be gone. But the EPA needs to continually create work for themselves. And they do this by justifying the existence of really some of the oddest regulations. Like, we need to end this business because the ring-tailed shrew has shown that they are becoming extinct and they're just dying in mass. And this guy who owns a 
store that sells horse feed is probably causing it. And no one questions them. See, this is where the Congress comes into play. They can, they should question these regulations they're creating because a lot of these regulations are unnecessary. And a lot of these bureaucracies need to go away. The problem is these bureaucracies have become so powerful that they are now creating laws themselves. And these are unelected people. I don't, they're faceless, nameless. We don't know where they're coming up with this crap. But we're not supposed to know, and it's not important. You do Rochelle Walensky and Tony Fauci's bidding, even though we didn't even know who those people were before a year and a half ago. Okay, visit www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Take a look at the links. I've got a lot of video there and audio. And if you want to get a sneak peek on to how the United States government is effing up the uh, Chinese virus thing, go take a look. You can take a sneak peek at it. And then, uh, so I skipped actually two stories today because I went so long-winded. Maybe I can go a little more long-winded about China. But tomorrow we've got, uh, we got a, I've already got half the podcast written. So take a look. Folks, enjoy. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics.